Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Michigan. They went 19 to 17 over Illinois. 
ugly football game. Illinois, with that loss to Purdue, looked like they were going to be the best team in the West, and they probably still are, but they're not going to make the Big Ten championship game, I don't think. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about how that Big Ten breaks down here in a second. Uh, the number four team was TCU, and once again, oh, so Michigan got a field goal very late to win that game, uh, nineteen to seventeen. It was very ugly, um, and then T- TCU was down twenty-eight twenty in the fourth quarter. Uh, came back with a touchdown, uh, tried for two and missed, and got a late field goal to escape at Baylor, twenty-nine to twenty-eight. This Baylor team is now six and five. Who they? Won the uh, Big 12 last year. But TCU one game away from finishing with an undefeated regular season. So we'll see what happens there as far as what happens with them in the playoff picture. And then the biggest shocker of the day is South Carolina beating Tennessee. And, listen, it was 35 points. They scored their first five. They And then they came back and scored – down the stretch every time they touch the ball. Uh, I want to talk about this a little bit more from the South Carolina side in a second, but Tennessee fans are all worried about how could they get in the top four or would they get screwed if Georgia lost to LSU? Would that push Tennessee out? And what would that do to the Tennessee Vols? It doesn't matter now. The question is answered. Two lost Tennessee, you have probably sealed your fate. I mean, can some miraculous things happen? Maybe, but this is a bad loss to a South Carolina team that in two losses combined to Missouri and Kentucky. Between those two games put up about 430 yards or so of offense. It's like 203 and 220 in, in the two games against those two squads, Kentucky and Missouri. They put up over 600-plus yards of offense yesterday against the University of Tennessee. Um, So Tennessee is done in the playoff discussion. LSU takes care of business against UAB. And then a couple big games here. USC takes care of UCLA in a what ended up looking closer. It was 10 points for a good portion of that second half, but they win 48-45. to in which Caleb Williams had a really big game, 400-plus yards throwing the ball. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'll get back to this, but USC, I think, is the team that benefits the most from this Saturday and all the things that happened this Saturday in college football. Oregon beat Utah. Uh, Bo Nix is kind of giving me, but Oregon scraped out a win over Utah. I mean, they're still a two-loss program. Clemson uh, gets a win over Miami in a fairly convincing fashion, 40-10. to 10. So Clemson still has one loss there in the ACC. So they're a team that may be kind of lurking, but uh, – it's about to get real interesting. We're about to get into rivalry week and all this. But I wanted to hit on a couple of different things. Uh, so I'm going to start in the SEC because that's sort of my uh, bread and butter. And I'm going to start and say when you look at South Carolina and Tennessee, uh, <laughs> if you had asked Tennessee fans what would they take, 9-2 and two or a 10-2 regular season this year going into the year, they would have all told you yes. For sure. Uh, now, unfortunately, 
<laughs> it looks a lot different when you were right on the verge of maybe being a playoff team. And so they were not able to pull that off. And so now there's a lot of disappointment. And, you know, having lived in the Nashville area or in that middle Tennessee area for the amount of time that I did, I know a lot of Tennessee people. So I've been reading uh, social media posts and things throughout the night. Uh, It's not fun in Knoxville right now. And they hammered LSU earlier this year. And it's looking good for them, but this is this is inexcusable. That's, so, but for the other side of that, South Carolina, this is a big win for Shane Beamer, right? Like this team uh, beat A and M at home. Of course, who didn't this year? Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. But they beat A and M at home. They they win this game against Tennessee, and you pick up Spencer, and not necessarily because you think that you are going to be able to contend for a championship, maybe be better than people think in that division, but can you have a good game like this? And he does. And this is a fantastic game for him. So uh, he throws for over 400 yards, five or six touchdowns, something sick. Um, he has, you know, he was said to be a Heisman contender, and, I mean, obviously never has turned into that, but at least had, you know, a a – super talented or meteoric type of game uh, for South Carolina. And this is a game that makes their season uh, for them in recruiting, for them to try to start competing in that state. Now, how do they bounce back next week? Can they compete at all against Clemson? I don't think so. Uh, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. But this is a good win for Shane Beamer and South Carolina. Speaking of the bottom teams in the SEC West, it doesn't look as strong for them. Uh, Florida and Anthony Richardson, you know, they beat uh, Utah to start the season. People raving about them. They lose to Vanderbilt yesterday. Uh, so that that doesn't look good for uh, Florida. Vanderbilt wins two conference games after not having won one in three years. Uh, the only team that really won in Kyle Field, Texas A&M, wins 20-3. Uh, you know, quick in the barbershop and other people predicting they're going to upset LSU next week. We'll see. It's their Super Bowl, man. If A&M can win next week, they're still going to go 5-7. and seven. So Jimbo's not that guy. I will say that over again. Uh, you know, still lots of interest to see what's going to happen with Auburn. But also in the, in the SEC, Ole Miss gets thrashed by Arkansas. The final was 42-27. to It was 42-6 to at one point, but to be fair, Ole Miss had a couple of plays get called back. Um, but in the conference game, that that's not pretty for Ole Miss. Arkansas uh, gets a bounce back after losing several disappointing games, including being the only conference game that really uh, A&M has won uh, this year. So, uh, you know, nice bounce back game from Arkansas. It was an ugly game with, with them and LSU last week. In the Big Ten, man, like, he got a lot of money last year. Mel Tucker is not looking good. Michigan State uh, gets beat yesterday. And they are 5-6, and six, I think, going into a game against Penn State next weekend. So they may not even be bowl eligible. You're going to have some ups and downs in Michigan State as long as he can continue to recruit. Like, I don't think this is necessarily an indictment on the long-term um, – Outlook for this program at Michigan State, but it's something that bears keeping in mind. Listen, Nebraska, even when they're the better team on the field for 59 minutes, still can't get out of their own way. They lose to Wisconsin, so now Nebraska is now 3-8. and eight. And once again, Iowa, who has been terrible 
in that Big Ten West uh, this year offensively. I, all Iowa has to do is beat Nebraska, and they return to the Big Ten championship game to play the winner of Ohio State and Michigan. And that's why I think that who loses this game may not have wiggle room. The team that benefited the most, uh, well, let's see. Let's go uh, in, into the ACC, uh, North Carolina. That hurts Clemson, too, but North Carolina loses to Georgia Tech. Drake May doesn't have a great game. Uh, go out to the Pac-12, though, and Caleb Williams, 400-plus yards. The game that he put up in prime time on Fox against UCLA vaults Caleb Williams into the Heisman discussion. Uh, for me, he was already considered a Heisman contender. Uh, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee was in that discussion. He recently got hit and goes down. In this game, didn't have a good game against Georgia, so he's kind of played his way out. The running back from Michigan goes down today. We'll see if he's back next week, but he was unable to have a big impact on this game. Uh, Jaden Daniels played pretty bad last week against uh, Arkansas, though he had a good game today. Uh, He's always kind of been a a long shot for that award. Uh, Running back from Texas has been good, but I think Caleb Williams – with his performance this week, especially if USC can double down and beat Notre Dame next week and then come through and win that conference. Listen, uh, Caleb Williams has done some things to put himself in the Heisman Trophy conversation and maybe the favorite uh, in a lot of people's minds coming into uh, would be week 13, I guess the final week of the regular season. In college football. So rivalry weekend is coming up. Uh, Listen, real quick, we talked about Oregon and the Pac-10 pulling that out. So TCU over Baylor. I think we've kind of covered all of um, what's going on in college football uh, today for the most part. I think that USC is going to jump to five probably. The top four are not going to change. Uh, USC may jump to five. That would put LSU at six. You could see you could see Clemson uh, as high as seven. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there, how those polls continue to fall. But uh, listen, if Georgia's going, Georgia is secure. The winner of the Ohio State Michigan game is going to go as well. So uh, if TCU wins out, they get the third berth. And so your final championship berth is going to, you know, Pac-12 really wants it to come from a one-loss USC team if they can win out. We'll see uh, what happens. And if if anybody can do anything about about TCU and, and knock them out or you know, what what happens with Notre Dame and USC and then USC would then have to come back and play you know an Oregon team as well so i mean it it's possible that they don't make it through nobody really thought that Tennessee was going to lose to South Carolina today so it, it it's fun to see it shake out uh we will see
uh, rivalry week this week, LSU A&M, a lot of the uh, state rivalries versus, but now you got Ohio State, Michigan, and some Michigan State's playing Penn State, and we'll see how everything shakes out. Now, real quick, we have week 11 in the National Football League, and I'm just going to kind of skim through these really quickly and tell you what I think is probably going to happen today. I The first game is Carolina at Baltimore. I think the Ravens win that game. I I think Carolina's kind of mailed in. So the Bears at the Falcons. That that's an interesting uh that's an interesting game today. Falcons at home, I'm going to say they find a way to win. Uh I think that you know, we'll see. AJ Terrell's done a nice job at the cornerback position, but uh, Atlanta still kind of has some troubles in the secondary uh, on top of that. So I'm going to take Atlanta, though. Washington, the commanders are traveling to Houston today. I'm going to say Washington wins in Houston. Uh, Lovey is just not getting a fair chance. Uh, Cleveland are playing in Detroit today. I think that Buffalo just has the more talented roster. I think they bounce back from last week's loss and win today against the Cleveland Browns. The Jets are at New England, uh, and I know the Jets have been playing better. Once again, though, uh, you don't have Brees Hall. You don't have that explosive and that defense, that explosive element to that offense that you had with Hall, and you still have a very young quarterback. I like the Patriots at home today against the Jets. Uh, I like the Eagles to bounce back against the Colts. Uh, on the road, I think that uh, the Eagles are going to win that game. Uh, Detroit is going into the Meadowlands or into Jersey and playing the Giants. I think the Giants win today. Uh, I'm going to go with the black and gold. I don't know why I'm still going to go with them. The Saints are going to win uh, today against the Rams. Kamara is going to go crazy. Uh, as long as Aaron Donald doesn't uh, kill Andy Dalton, and if he does, then maybe Jameis will come back in there. So, uh, we talked about that this past Tuesday. Um, I think that the Broncos probably beat the Raiders, but I don't really. That's not going to be a very good game. Uh, Dallas does not win at Minnesota. I think the Vikings beat the Cowboys today. I know some people really picking that the other way, um, and and I know they lost earlier in the year against these guys, but I think Cincinnati goes into Pittsburgh and gets that done today. Uh, tonight, I like. Kansas City going in and winning against the Chargers. Then tomorrow night with the game in Mexico City, I like San Francisco over the Cardinals. So those are my picks for this week in the NFL. It's an interesting slate of action. Listen, uh, just a quick shout-out to our other shows and other things that we cover. On Tuesday night, there's the NFL free-for-all. This past Tuesday, it was Sirius and myself. Usually it's Sirius and the villain that do that together, and they just uh, happen to let me in and come share space with them. I'm always grateful for that. So NFL free-for-all on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time here on the Blog Talk uh, radio network and on this network. You can also check us out on our website, and you can ask Alexa to play any of our shows or just play Sports City Chefs. And if it's when we're live, you'll hear it, and if not, you'll hear the previous uh, episode. So you can listen to us at any time. And then we also have... 
On Wednesday night, the Callers Cookout, the villain, good versus the villain, <clears throat> timeless versus the villain, where good always wins. Uh, that's with the the villain, Barry Jordan, hosting and the big man, TP, alongside. And usually Sirius and I pop in and share space during that as well. That's Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then the Mothership Show, usually with the Timeless One. Uh, without that man, I would not be here. Much appreciation and love for uh, Timeless Wonder TP and prayers and everything out for you. We're about to celebrate him in a couple of weeks, y'all. It's his birthday coming up. So uh, the Timeless One and I usually on Sunday mornings doing the Timeless brunch, Sunday Morning Brunch, usually at 11 a.m. Eastern time, where we recap all the weekend events in sports and set the table for you for this week's upcoming action in the NFL. Then, of course, you know, when that's over, we'll still set the table for you for whatever might be happening in the world of sports on that Sunday. Uh, A few other things going on. Uh, Let's see. Barbershop on Clubhouse, man, coming close to 15,000 members and continuing to have rooms. There's a room right now. There'll be a room during the action going on to. During the action going on today, there will be uh, stuff going on, and then we always have space. So check out the Barbershop on Clubhouse. Uh, come be a part of the family to stop in anytime and check out what we're doing there. Uh, the villain and I are going to do a hot stove show sometime in the next week or so. So come by and uh, listen to that. We'll make sure to post it on the site. Check out the finger foods, everything the chefs are doing, man. Listen, it is always a pleasure to chop it up with the chefs, Serious Mr. Sirius Simmons, uh, the villain Barry Jordan, of course, the head honcho timeless man, TP. Also, shout out to Mr. Controversy, James Greenwood, who's around. Uh, Mr. Chandler, uh, out in the Northeast, man. Mr. Eric Gross, man, but uh, thoughts with him as well, man. But these are our guys, and uh, we continue to bring content for you on our network. Our finger foods, websites, blogs, articles. Like we said, man, Barbershop on Clubhouse, the merchandise, phiapparel.co, all those different things, man. Continue to support us. Uh, I can subscribe on the podcast, man. Everybody that follows, that means the world to us, man. So next Sunday, Thomas Wood and I will be back. We hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, man. And as a Thomas woman would always say, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Laissez-les bon temps, roulez! We out.